do give to the church, um, usually with a weekly offering. We're not doing that at the moment, only because we haven't yet discovered a way to do that well without a thousand hands on the bag. But if that's you, just see Jen after the service and we've got envelopes and you can do it that way. I know that a, a majority of our family already give online and that's, that's great, that's cool. But if you're not one of those and you wanted to be able to give with the, the plastic money, it's not paper anymore, just see Jen and she'll hook it all up in Jesus' name. Amen. Is that all right? Cool. All right. It's been a long time since I've actually stood and preached. I nearly had a chair up here. Oh, don't worry. Mel and I are looking for a couple of funky couches so we can have a, a conversation with the church occasionally during the year. I think, you know, I, I actually feel really strongly that after, you know, Roscoe alluded to it last year, after 2020, I, I think church should look different. You know, I, I don't think we can go back to exactly the same. It needs to be a little bit different, doesn't it? I think it does anyway. Just a little bit different. We still love, I still love the worship. I still love to be able to, you know, come together corporately and to sing and to open my heart. My mask falls from here to here. I let it hang and then I put it back on and then my glasses fog up and then I let it fall and I take it off and I guess we're doing the best we can in the circumstance, hey? But... One of the things that I, I think I discovered, well, I think I already knew, but it was highlighted over last year, was, you know, we went through a year where, for a period of time, we were really disconnected. You know, we didn't have friends coming over. We weren't going over to our friends' places. It was a really difficult season, even for introverts, you know. I'm an extrovert. If, if I'm feeling depleted, I just want to catch up with someone. And that energizes me. My wife's in, you know, Mel's an introvert extrovert. She loves people, but when she's depleted, she wants to get away on her own. But she'll tell you that during that time, she longed for people. She longed for that connection with people. And we've just been through this year of no connection. And so I know this. This I know. God loves connection. God loves relationship. God loves family and if there's anything that we as the body in Christ are able to do for those around us this year is to be a family to be a place of connection yeah to be a place where people can have relationship one with another amen so that's where I want to go today if I can because I I think the premise is that I need you and you need me and we need each other yeah is is the reality of it and I don't know if there's any closet Star Trek fans here. Yeah, a couple of us. Yeah, for those that aren't, you really should be, and we'll be praying for you. Um, but, but Star Trek, all the way from the original to the stuff that's out now, um, was created by a guy by the name of Gene Roddenberry. Now, you're going to love this because it's really interesting that I heard said years ago that the stuff that we watch in movies the unbelievable stuff, some of the themes, are things that are already there but we haven't yet seen or, or, or grasped or, or grabbed hold of. But this is what Gene Roddenberry said. He said, In a very real sense, we're all aliens on a strange planet. We spend most of our lives reaching out and trying to communicate 
if during our whole lifetime we could reach out and really communicate with just two people, we're indeed very fortunate. Yeah? This is Gene Roddenberry. And so off the back of that, let's pray because we need some God, not Gene. And so we'll see where he goes. So Father, we just thank you for the time that we have together. We pray, Lord, that we would come away richer. Lord, more and shaped and molded into the image of your son. But God, primarily, Lord, that we would come away family, united together in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. So I have this sense that Gene actually knew something that we need to know. I have this sense that he was onto something that Jesus has been trying to teach us for like forever. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bounce off this sense of connection, relationship and family because for me, that reality makes us a better person, better people, yeah, a better, just a, a better community within a community to live in community. And a really good example of that, uh, because I, I think that's buried in our DNA, is marriage. Two people together, yeah, living together. They need each other, don't they? In fact, you would say they need one another. You know, the two partners, the husband, wife, however you want to look at it, however you want to read it, they need each other. And I actually think it's one of the cleanest and best pictures on and giving us an example. When we look at marriage, yeah, giving us an example of how we're supposed to live one with another, yeah, one with another. It gives us a really good indication on how we're supposed to do that. And, and, and think about it like this. Paul's instruction to married people is so brilliant. Because he's actually coming off the back of Jesus' new command. You know, you know the command in John 13, 34? A new command I give you, love one another. Those two words, one another, are really important. If you take any way, anything away today, take away one another. So love one another as I have loved you. So here's Paul and he's teaching married couples. And I'm going to use this as an example. So don't stone me. I'm going to bring some context it's um, scripture that's used really badly often. Yeah. Ephesians 5.22. Everybody knows this one, right? Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as you do to the Lord. Let's bring some context. The word submit does not appear in any of the Greek text at all. Just in the English it doesn't appear in any of the original text. The Greek text actually reads this, the wife to her own husband as to the Lord. But that doesn't make any sense without a verb, you know, saying, well, what is she supposed to do for her husband? Yeah, it makes no sense. So go with me here. So the word submit only shows up in the English only because it's inferred to, yeah, in the previous scripture in verse 21 verse 21 actually reads submit to one another out of reverence to christ so in anybody any theologian theologian any scholar will actually tell you that when it comes to these things they all agree that the term submit is correct but only because it's found in the previous verse only because the verb is there and so they they can grab it from there and bring it into verse 2 the point being the verse before the verse provides the verb that we need. And so the most important verse isn't verse 32. It is, in fact, verse 31. Yeah? Have I lost anyone here? All right. Good. We're going so far. 
so good. So without verse 31 that comes before the wives submit verse, nobody would know what wives are supposed to do yeah, for their husbands unto the Lord. So before men, we tell our wives to submit, <laughs> we should probably look much deeper into the verse before. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. This is really important because I actually think that everything, every part of Scripture, language, God always refers to in terms of family. Yeah, So he's not just speaking to a couple. He's not just speaking to husbands and wives. He's actually speaking to a people, Yeah, a people group. He's trying to give an example that's understandable and tangible as far out as it was in those days so that they could actually live a life as people of God, one another. Yeah, It was mutual. It's always a mutual agreement. You can't submit to someone if they're not submitting to you. That doesn't work unless you're doing it out of reverence for Christ, yeah? So this is important. Can you imagine growing up in a family that actually understood that submit was one to another? It wasn't just the wife's role. Could you imagine a family like that? Go back a few years and go back a few more years. Can you imagine a family like that? Can you imagine how different things would be? In fact, can you think of even one marriage conflict that couldn't be resolved if both sides decided to submit one to another freely, yeah, out of reverence for Christ. It's mutual, yeah. Coming into 2021, we have been so disconnected. We've got to learn how to connect again. But learning how to connect again, it's a mutual thing. It's not one person reaching out. It's two people reaching out, three people reaching out, four people reaching out. It's, it's a one another thing. This is how we actually step out and learn to love one another. It's I need you. It's you need me. It's all of us together in it, yeah? Family. I actually think this has to be one of, if not the most powerful truths in Scripture that we have on this planet to change the world. Gene Roddenberry knew it. He was. Brilliant. That's why you should watch Star Trek. You know, the reality is the word submit doesn't work or play really well in our culture today. It doesn't. I don't like it. <laughs> like, I can't say to Mel, submit to me, unless I am actually free enough to be able to do that for her and to her out of reverence for Christ. It's like that in our relationship together. None of us wants to give up, you know, hand over a control of our lives to somebody else. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah, I can't wait. Woohoo! Yeah, look. None of us are clapping up and down when we hear the word submit because we always receive it in the wrong manner. It is mutual. It's together. It's one another. It's a love thing. It's out of reverence for Christ. It's so that we know how to live our lives. You know, Paul's not calling us to abandon any personal freedom. You know, 2021, as Christians, as Jesus believing Christians, we're supposed to, you and I, we're supposed to submit to one another. We're supposed to mutually love one another. You know, in fact, Paul, Paul actually believes it's the duty of the believer, yeah, to love one another. 
to be mutual in their relationship. You know, never does he instruct us to submit out of reverence for the other person, but it's out of reverence for Christ. It's out of a relationship with him. So as you and I, as we grow and deepen our relationship with Jesus, then our relationship with one another should naturally grow. But what do we see often in the world today? Split in that church, split in this church, can't go to that church. They don't do this that way. They don't play the... Like there is nothing mutual there at all. Yet for me, everything that I read tells us to love one another. It's a mutual thing. And if it's mutual, I don't think we'd experience half the stuff that people have experienced in church. Yeah? There's something for us to learn in 2021. But before I get taken out of context, because the fact is that scripture is an example. I'm not here to teach on, on marriage. But it says wives submit to your husbands. So if you ever have someone trying to share that scripture with you that's male, can you ask them to shut up? Because it's not addressed to them. It doesn't say, hey, men, your wives are supposed to. It says, hey, wives, yeah? So unless you come under the title of wife, back off, leave it alone. Yeah, be smart. (laughs) Don't get yourself into trouble. Paul gets us into enough trouble already because we've got something specific out of this thought of mutual love. Husbands, love your wives. Wait for it. Just as. There it is again, yeah? Just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. If this is an example on how the church family is supposed to live together. It's not just, you've got to understand this, it's not just a husband and wife thing, yeah? You know, where, where should husbands go for advice on how to be, best love our wives? Poetry? No deal. Song of Solomon's? No deal. Tell me, Dr. Phil, no deal. Where? The scripture suggests that we're supposed to learn from Jesus, which really sucks because that's really hard. Because just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, there are easier examples. I want to go back to the Song of Solomon's. They're more beneficial, you know, for men. Christ loved the church. How did he love it? There were no loopholes. There's no shortcuts here. Christ loved the church by laying down his life. Not because he had to, but because of what Jesus did for him. Yeah? Everything we do has to be measured in the light of what Jesus has done for us. Yeah? It's not out of an obligation because I have to. It's how can I not because of what he's done for me? Yeah? You know, the thought of two people mutually submitting to one another wasn't, do you know, it wasn't wasn't heard of until the birth of Christianity. You look through the Old Testament, no wonder why they couldn't get along. No wonder why the Israelites were so far away from God because they didn't understand the concept of living together, let alone how a husband and wife are supposed to live together. This mutual stuff was birthed with Jesus. It's a Christian idea. It's uniquely Christian. This would have blown their minds while Jesus and Paul were, sh- were sharing this stuff. This would have just blown them away. It's normal today, but it wasn't then. Like it just wasn't then. And Paul knew this. He could see it was obvious. It was logical. 
This is how you and I, this is how we live out Jesus' command. Yeah? And as we continue to move into 2021, this, we have to be forever learners. We've got to be people that can be taught. And we have to learn this year. We have to take note of what we lost, yeah, to what we need to fight for, to what wasn't there, to what we need. You know, mental health is on the rise, not because people were locked up in their homes, not because some lost their jobs, though that all adds to it, but because they were lonely, because they lost connection with one another, yeah? This is all about one another. It's all about mutual love. The emphasis is on the mutual. And and Paul was on the money because we submit to one another. And then he goes, and by the way, let me give you a whole bunch of stuff where you can one another one another. Well, look, if submit wasn't hard enough, do we, you know, let's, let's jump to the rest of it, yeah? So we've talked about submit, but then he says, forgive one another. Colossians 3.13, bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Mel and I were talking about this. It is really hard to forgive someone when they've wounded your heart. Yeah, We're not talking a passing comment when someone says you're a beep. When someone has wounded your heart, it is really, really hard to forgive them. But if you and I are going to be in connection, in relationship, in family in 2021, yeah, again, I'm saying it's not just a husband and wife thing. This is a community thing. We have to learn to forgive one another. But he said this, she did that. He smashed my car. He stole my money. I don't like him. Whatever it might be, yeah, you've got to forgive. Flat out, want to forgive. You want to see the children of God, the family, the house of God, the houses of God grow, the bride of Christ grow? Start forgiving one another. Stop holding someone, you know, at ransom because of something they did 30 years ago. Forgive, forgive, forgive. It's exactly what Father God's intended for us. That's why even on the cross, yeah, Luke 23, 34, Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. So when someone's offended you and they don't even know that they've offended you, you've got to forgive them. Because if Jesus can, and we're supposed to do everything out of reverence and in light of what he's done for us, then you and I have to forgive one another, encourage one another. That one, Thessalonians. 5.11, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you're doing. Imagine actually building each other up, you know? Oh, you went for a walk. How long? Two Ks. Oh, what's wrong with you? You're so weak. That was a poor effort. No, that doesn't work that way. Wow, that's, that's awesome. Two Ks. I can't remember the last time I walked two Ks. I walked to the front of the church once, had a cardiac arrest. You know, like, we've got to encourage people in everything. I love your haircut, even when it stinks, you know. Love your shoes. Oh, I love Samuel that you wear socks with your slides. I have to admit, I haven't been able to encourage him in that. I just, I just can't. I'm preaching to myself, Father, help me. <laughs> 
We're supposed to encourage each other. Could you imagine the people would be? Mutual love requires mutual encouragement. Yeah? Not pulling down, not criticizing. This is what family should look like this year. This is what family needs to look like in 2021. What about restore one another? Galatians 6.1, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. Wow. Restore that person gently. You can't do this, you can't lead, you can't vacuum, you can't sing, you can't look up, you can't come over because you did A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Um, You're a glutton, you're a drunkard, please don't think about getting on the stage. We're supposed to restore people. Restore people means sometimes one of the one and others is carrying each other's burdens and is accepting. The next one's going to be a beauty, accepting people. If we're going to restore people, we have to love them where they're at. Yeah? You've got to love me even though I'm carrying a few more kilos because of COVID. <laughs> yeah, thank you, COVID, for my excuse. You know, like, don't, it's really, it's, it's terrible. Yesterday I said to Mel, Mel, I've got no shirt to wear for church. She goes, T-shirt. I go, I don't mind wearing T-shirts all day, every day. I don't mind coming to church, sitting at the front in a T-shirt with a funky hat. But I can't preach in a T-shirt. None of my shirts fit. I had a meltdown last week, so we quickly ran out, found a store that, that sells shirts that fit me. Anyway, so <laughs> help restore me, brothers and sisters. To my former glory. <laughs> anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> you know, restoring is about turning the other cheek, not pointing the finger. And if you remember the story of the Good Samaritan, this Jewish man gets beaten up, he gets left on the side of the road bleeding, and a priest walks past. A priest does nothing. Then a Levite. Uh, Levite is not like a Christian, but he's like a Christian because the Levite's the one who was there set apart to actually help the priest in all his duties. So I'm going to say it's like a Christian. We're supposed to be living as Christ lived us, but we just walk past anyway. But then a Samaritan, a heathen, a non-believer stops to help that Jew. And Jesus actually says, that's, that's your neighbor. That, that's the man. He did what is right. If we are going to restore people, we have to have that ideology. We need to be able to reach out to anyone in any circumstance and restore them where they're at. Yeah? Accept one another. Well, this is a big one in 2021, isn't it? Romans 15, 7. Accept one another. Then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Oh, this, this is a beauty. Because people are unaccepted in Christian churches all over the world. Yeah? Because of the color of their skin, the way that they walk, socks with their slides, um, following the wrong sport. Yeah? Having temptations that you and I may not um, live by. Yeah? Choosing to have relationships with same-sex couples. I'm not here to say what's right and what's wrong. I'm, I, and I'll, you'll never hear me say that from here. What I'm here to say is we're supposed to accept everyone in every situation, whether we agree or disagree. Yeah? Maybe our churches wouldn't be so empty if we could actually learn to shut up and accept and love and restore. Yeah? And let God do what he has to do. If 
if God has to do something. Yeah. Just accept. Man, I've got people that won't talk to me because I vote liberal. For all you Labor voters, I'm sorry. You're wrong. No, I mean, sorry. No. I, I know I say that in jest, but it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter if I vote Labor, if I vote... Oh, no, vote Green. I can't say that. But... But the point is that regardless, you've got to accept me. We're supposed to love each other even when we disagree. Jeez. Think of the concessions that a father and mother make for their children. Think of the concessions that the sons and daughters make for parents. That's how we're supposed to be in the house. Yeah? Accept one another. And then care for one another. 1 Corinthians 12, 25. So that there should be no division in the body. Man, we should rip that scripture out, shouldn't we? So there should be no division in the body but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. Care. This is mutual. It started with submission. It's not just a husband and wife thing. This is a family thing, yeah? This is a church thing. This is a Bible-believing Christian. This is how you live your life, like Jesus thing. Bear with one another. Colossians 3.13, bear with each other and forgive one another. You guys have got to bear with me. You know what that means? It means, in other words, be patient. Don't get frustrated with people. If things aren't the way that you'd like them, don't get frustrated. Be patient. Bear with them while you restore them, while you care for them, while you encourage them, while you accept them and love them. Hang in there with that person in the same way that Jesus hung in there for us. Amen? Carry one another's burdens. Galatians 6.2, exactly that. Carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Jesus gave us no other law, do you understand that, than this law of mutual love. There is no other law that Jesus gives us except for this law of mutual love. You know, a new commandment I give you that you love one another. To love means to bear one another's burdens. Now, we've got to have strong shoulders to bear the burdens of our brothers and sisters. Think about it. Jesus loved us even when we didn't love him. Yeah? Imagine a world where people are skeptical of what we believe, skeptical of our faith, yeah, but envious and jealous because how we treat one another. Let that sink in for a moment. <coughs> Imagine a world where those that don't have the same faith we do, unbelievers, are actually keen. They're almost anxious because they want to they hire, they want to work for, they want to they work with, they want to live next door to Christians because of how, we, how well we've actually one anothered one another. Imagine property values skyrocketing because they've discovered that you're a Christian and the world knows how well you one another each other. Seriously. 
you know, I just finished watching, and um, Hillary and I were having a great discussion, watching the third season of Star Trek Discovery. It's the new Star Trek that's been released. Brilliant. But anyway, got to the last episode. I watched it yesterday. And you've got to ask Mel, I came out of the front lounge room and I'm like, oh, that was awesome. That was so good. Mel laughs at me because I've got two favourite shows at the moment. Cobra Kai. Yeah, awesome, yeah? You know, the, 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 the redo of Karate Kid with the same actors, the same people. Look, phenomenal. And Star Trek. And I, I, I just loved yesterday's episode. And, and the main point of the story is they... The, the crew of this ship, at the end of season two, travel through time. Not because they've ever done it before. To save the world, they have to do it. And they end up in a future where the ability to travel long distance in space is no longer there. It's gone. So they're now in a future where they're disconnected. Where, where they came from, they were always connected, yeah? That, that's the premise of it. And the, the episode yesterday, at the end of the season, everything works out. It just works out. There's action and there's some romance and there's more action. And it, fin- it was just awesome. Good wins, evil losers. This is the monologue at the end of the episode. Yeah. It starts with th- this exact word. It starts with disconnection. That's how. Now compare this, please, to 2020. And us coming into 2021. Disconnection. That's how this future began. One moment in time radiated outward until no one even remembered connection was possible anymore. But it is. To connect is in our core as sentient beings. It takes time, effort, understanding. Sometimes it feels impossible. But if we work at it, miracles can happen. Man, that's a legacy to leave for Gene Roddenberry. That's a legacy for us as the church to leave for those that are around us. You know, as we stare into this year and all that it may bring and give back, possibly moments even take again. To express our faith through love, as Jesus suggested, looks exactly like we've just spoken about one another, one another. <laughs> it's doing all the one another's to one another, isn't it? Mutually. Everybody wants to be one anothered. Stand for a moment because we're going to close. This is it. We all want to be one anothered. We're coming into a year where the world needs to be one anothered. Everybody wants to feel included in community. Everybody wants and needs one another type of love. Yeah? It all happens in light and in reference and inference to 521, doesn't it? Submit yourselves one to another as Christ, yeah? It starts there. What he did, he set us a law to love one another. We're just going to do it. See, I still believe 10 years on, this is Mel and I, I think it's our 11th year now here. I still believe for a church that is not just flourishing in its core, but flourishing outside of its doors. Yeah? 
I still believe in a Ballarat that people drive to and won't get colder, it'll get warmer because the climate here, because of Christians, will change. It will, we have the ability to shift an atmosphere. And you know what? If we're ever going to do something, this year is the year. Yeah? This is the year that we can pull people aside and say, don't be like that. Let's be Jesus. Don't be like that. Let's be Jesus. Don't be like that. Let's be Jesus. Don't be like that. Let me give you the address of the church down the road. No, no, don't do that. But this, this is the year, yeah, where if we try, yeah, sometimes it feels impossible. But if we work at it, miracles can happen. Yeah? That's what I want for 2021. Anyone else? Yeah. Come on. Let's pray. Yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the example that you've given us in Scripture. God, we thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, you are never changing. You are always the same. And Lord, your heart is always for your children, for your sons and your daughters. We thank you for the example upon example upon example that you've given us. We thank you, Lord, that you've cried out to us to love one another. We thank you that, Lord, over, over the years, people have captured that and lost that and grabbed that and lost it again and grabbed it all over again. God, you just want your family to be family with its highs and lows, ebbs and flows. God, with its ups and downs, Lord, you want us to care for one another, to carry each other's burdens, to accept one another, to encourage one another, to, to submit to one another mutually, Lord God. You want us to be your family, that those that are around us may not believe in you, but Lord, in looking to us, Lord, they will be drawn to you. So Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you, Lord, for this moment where, Lord, we can draw a line in the sand and say, hey, we're going we're gonna to do our best to do something different this year. We're going to be so Jesus that people are going to want to be Jesus with us. So Father, thank you. Thank you for the people that are in this room. Thank you for those that may listen down the track. But we thank you for the opportunity to not only love your son, but be as your son in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Friends? Have a wonderful day. Stay, fellowship. Again, sorry, no tea and coffee until we work out how we can serve it properly without many hands touching it. But you're welcome to stay and hang out in Jesus' name.